Hey, Nerd Talk Nation. This is your host, Jordan Halstead. I am so excited today. Um, we have an Emmy-winning uh, actress with us today, Miss Bonnie Bartlett Daniels. Thank you so much for joining me and Mike on the show today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um, so I want to, you know, typically on our show, we ask the question, what got you into nerd culture? But I want to go ahead and shift gears a little bit because I don't know if you're a nerd culture or not, but I want to ask what got you into the world of acting? What, what made you want to become a thespian? If you'll tell us kind of your story in that. My father had been an actor. He had left the theater and, uh, because my mother didn't like New York and the theater and wanted to go back to Wisconsin, where she was from when her family was. And my father went with her. Had he not, I would not have been born. It was after that. My brother was born, but I wasn't. So had he not gone back, I would not have been born. However, I always felt terrible that he had given up the theater because he loved it so. And uh, I always felt, my brother and I both felt very guilty that that we were responsible in some way, but it was my mother really, not us. And uh, that's, he just was always acting. He was always reciting. He, he, if you asked him a question, he would recite an answer that was from a play. You know what I mean? He just, it was, he was all about theater, plays, poetry. That's what he loved in life for the most part. But it all kind of got knocked out of him in a life in Illinois, a small town in Illinois where he was in the insurance business. And then unfortunately he became an alcoholic. So he played golf and he drank <laughs> in the end. Okay. But that's how I got started. Okay. Um, you've got, uh, as what IMDB says, there are 109 credits to your name. Now I'm assuming that's just TV and movies. So yeah. have you done any like plays or did you well, do a lot, I did of... a lot of theater? I started out. That's what I wanted was theater. Okay. And so I was, what, what was Northwestern okay. in the theater department at Northwestern. I was definitely not a nerd, but I had okay. a lot of nerd friends and I've always loved nerds. And Thank I, the Lord. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I love them. And I have one son who you could call a bit of a nerd, extraordinarily talented, yeah. But, you know, extraordinarily talented, but wasn't in the social, in the same social thing. Uh, yep. it, social is very easy for me. It's very easy for my other son. And uh, Bill Bill is a bit of a nerd, really. Bill is a bit of a nerd. For yes. those of you guys who may be listening, who don't understand who, who she's talking with, Bill, we're talking about um, a very famous icon for some of us who grew up with the 90s show Boy Meets World. Um, this is reference to Mr. Feeney. Um, yes. And so uh, we, what, what was that like um, meeting him? I, I read part of your guys' story. I was kind of seeing kind of some history. You guys met uh, in college or right after college? Is at that correct? Northwestern. Okay. We met at Northwestern doing a play. We were doing a a, a workshop play. That's how we met. And then okay. we've been together ever since. I was 18. Mm. And wow. I've been with him ever since. That's awesome. So how many years of marriage? 72, I believe, of marriage. But we were together wow. before that. Wow. So Micah and I are both pastors. Um, and so pastors? We, yeah, mm -hmm. we're both pastors. I'm a youth pastor. He's a worship pastor. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we have such a high regard for marriage and for the religious beliefs and whatnot. And so to hear 70 plus years of marriage, 
that does my heart good. Um, so I just want to like, well, just, you know, yeah, it, it's working through a lot of things. Oh, absolutely. You know, Marriage. it isn't all darling wonderful. Let's face it, it isn't. So but we're also we're both second generation pastors, and my dad always said, "Love is not the emotion; it's a choice. You choose to love your spouse every day." Um, and That's so to hear seventy That's plus that years. Goes with my book. Yeah, absolutely. Very much goes with my book. Hmm. That's awesome. You so, have to love yourself. Absolutely. So, so you wrote a book. Do you want to talk about your book a little bit? Well, it's just something I wanted to do. I got interested. Um, I think I got interested in the idea of writing when I uh, met um, uh, a playwright that Bill was working with. Okay. Uh Edward Albee, and uh, he wrote about a lot of things that hadn't really been touched on before a little bit differently. And I was very intrigued by this play. And I said to him, what, what makes you write? He said, what I get, when I get angry enough, something comes out. And I have to say that that is what happened with me. But I originally, the first thing I wrote was a play script, I Lost a Baby, and we have adopted two children. And the first thing I wrote was a, a script about the baby, the loss of the baby and the um, the way I was treated when I was trying to adopt. And then finally adopting and finally getting a wonderful two boys, wonderful two boys. But that was the script I wrote. And then later on, that was a long time ago in the 70s that I wrote that. Then later on, I met with uh, somebody at the Screen Actors Guild who I worked with a lot. And he encouraged me to make it a book and, to, and encouraged me to write about the book. And he encouraged me to go back, start with my father, start with all the kind of bad things that happened and write through them. And then if you go through them, you write it all, you write it all out, you come out on the other end pretty good. Um, so that life is really, it isn't really, it's been a great life, let me put it that way. And I have accomplished a lot, and my my husband, my children, have, because of the love that right. we all feel for each other. And that has always been the thing that has dominated my life even though there have been so many rather unpleasant things that have happened to me. But, you know, men, men take too. It's, it's a lot about women. It's about the way men have treated women, the way, not the nerds, <laughs> not the nerds, but a lot of the, uh, the history, if you yeah. will. The, it's the history and the changes that have happened that uh, have happened because the changes that women have pushed for and men have accepted very nicely, really, most, most of them, yeah. very nicely. You know, when we have, uh, I just saw a wonderful quote and it was, it's from the play I'm doing. It says, what is it? If you pierce can't remember it now, but it was, it's like, if you, if you pierce the clouds and get into heaven, 
In other words, piercing the clouds and getting to heaven is sort of like piercing through the bad. And if you can pierce through the clouds and enter heaven, can you do that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you can. And that, that's uh, cool. You know, that's that's sort of what it's been my, my life. You know, and getting to heaven. That's, I have that's no complaints. So cool. I have that's, no complaints. That's awesome. I uh, part of part of our story here on our show is that this actually was kind of what you said, piercing the clouds. Um, we were. I was at a church where things kind of went south and um, it just didn't fit. And so out of the, the hurt and the, the processing and whatnot, um, I think, Michael, what was it? Like a month, month and a half after I had left that job, we created Nerd Talk. And so we, mm-hmm. we just celebrated two years um, a couple of weeks ago. And as we're, we're recording and whatnot, we're like, man, how, how did this all play out? And I mean, we've had special guests come on. We've been blessed to, to start making new friends. Um, and we, we include you as part of our, our nerd talk family, people we get to love on and, and are so excited to have on here. And we're like, because we, we sought the good. Um, we didn't just wallow in that, in that pain and that hardship. So yeah, I, I completely relate to that one. Yes, you can't, you move on. Yep. Keep moving move forward. Yep. 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 So I want to I want to circle back a little bit to to some of your acting. Um, what was one of your favorite things that you you've done in your career? Um, you've been acting for quite some time, and so what was one of your favorite projects or memorable moments for you? Well, I think that the the uh, television series of Saint Elsewhere yes. was probably the best written, the best uh, series that I've ever been on. Uh, Tom Fontana was the head writer and he continues today to write, but he, it was wonderful. It was a hospital, but it was, had a lot of humor and that was new. I think it's the best hospital show that was ever on. And I, and both Bill and I enjoyed it very much. He had a much bigger part, but I, my, I loved my part too. So you got your Emmy through that, right? Yeah, that, that, through that, the, that, yes. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so what did it feel like being even nominated for that? And then the winning because of this show? Cause like you said, it was a fun show. It was different. Like what was that, that emotions going through? Like, did you guys even think that was going to happen at that time? Well, Bill was nominated every year. Okay. He was always nominated. Then the second year I got nominated because I had a wonderful storyline, you know, you're just as good as, as, as the writing. Yep. And I had a wonderful storyline and it was very relevant to me and I could, I could be very good in it. <laughs> yeah. you know? And uh, so I wasn't that surprised. I said, if I get nominated, I think I'll win, but I'm not sure that I'll get nominated. I'm not that well known and I'm not sure I'll get nominated. But then when I was nominated, I thought, yeah, you're going to win. Okay. Because I knew I had the material. Yeah. We uh we talk a lot about superheroes and some of the that nerd culture and and I've told Micah, you know, I don't think that we can blame the actors as they're going through things. I think we have to to just say the story just wasn't what it needed to be. It's not the actor's fault necessarily. It's just they may not have had a great story to work with. That's right. Um, and the I was like, the writing yeah. is all. You yeah. know, it truly is. That's awesome. Um, I was looking over a few different pieces that. I I totally forgot that you were in 
and I, I'm a big TV buff. I love watching shows like Home Improvement. Oh, um, yeah, that was fun. So, so, so talk to me a little bit about that one, because that would have been reoccurring, right, here and there. Yes. Um, you were Tim's mom, right? Was yes. that So yes. how, how, how was that? Well, that was fun. Tim was wonderful to work with. Okay. He was a master comedian. Yes. And, uh, he was just a joy to work with. And he would tease me about the serious... I was the serious actress, you know. <laughs> so he would tease me all the time. And he, and then uh, he would say, just, we're filming it. And he'd say, just do this or that. And I said, well, I can't do that. I can't do that right now. That's, that, that's, I can't do that. He said, just do it. And I did it. And we got big laughs. And he said, now, wasn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yes. That's fantastic. Very fun. Fun to work with him. Yeah. I just, I like, like I said, I was just read, or reading over your bio and I was like, man, she was in a ton of stuff. And I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, she was Tim's mom. So I just, I, I saw that movie, and I was like. The movie Twins. That was another movie with Danny DeVito. Oh yeah. He was so much fun to work with Danny and Arnold. They were good. So you had said that you and your husband were on St. Elseworld yeah, or St. Elsewhere. Elsewhere. And then, um, then you came back and you were in Boy Meets World and you were Dean Lila Bolander. Yeah, they um, brought me in the last season. So yes. I, I have a question about that. So I'm a big Boy Meets World fan. I'm, oh. I'm like, I, you know, gush over that. And so I'm so excited to be on this episode with you. Um, but before we jumped on, I went back and I watched, I think, the first episode that you were in, maybe the first or second. Um, and it was like season six, episode four called Friendly Persuasion. And it was where Bill uh, is in the classroom and you're teaching the class. How was that? I mean, you said you guys did stuff in college together on, on, on in the theater world. What's the difference, I guess, between acting in the theater versus on camera in the TV world? Like, how do you compare the two and how was that with, with well, the theater is always harder. Yes. So I work at a, I work at a university. I work at Miami and Oxford and um, uh, I work in the college of creative arts and theater is one yeah. of the areas. And so one of my student workers is a theater major and she talks about how, you know how hard that is. Yes, absolutely. And so my student worker, she's, she works hard. Like she's one of the leads in the play this semester and she, she's just, you know, crushing it. But like, yeah, so sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? That's all right. Okay. No, it's 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 the theater is the hardest, no mm. question about it. But when we work on film together, it's so easy because it's like we don't have to do anything. We're just there and mm. our responses are going to be what they Natural, are. Natural because you guys are <laughs> totally, life totally. partners. Yeah. So it's really easy. It's mm. really easy and fun. And fun. That's it, awesome. We sometimes, you know, we don't know that we're funny. But People are laughing and we don't know why. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't know why. I guess we kind of have a rapport that is funny. You yeah. know, he teaches me. It's a kind of thing. And I go along with it and <laughs> we have a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. So how many projects roughly have you guys worked on together? Well, we worked a lot in college. Okay. And then when we got when we got to New York, I went on to a soap opera. And I went on for four years, and Bill had a hard time. And it wasn't until he got Edward Albee's The Zoo Story. That was Edward Albee's first play. That's the play I mentioned earlier on mm -hmm. when I was talking to him. And uh, 
he, uh, from then on, he just went right after the other. Television, movies, The Graduate, you know, working major movies, uh, wonderful, uh, uh, Two for the Road, wonderful movie. Uh, that's a good movie, a good, good movie. Um, so he's done very well, very, very well. I have always been a little, since the beginning, wasn't so good. When I was doing very well, making a lot of money, he was not doing well. And we had a few rough years there because it's not easy for him. But once he kind of took over and said he was going to take over and support us all, he did. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was it. And he's gone ever since. What do you what do you think about so like obviously the 90s and pop culture were like just huge with television and movies and things like that there were so many projects out there and you you know you got to be a part of so many great um projects and I forgot until Jordan reminded me about home improvement my wife even said the same thing on the way home today um from work and uh there's just been this resurgence of nostalgia for the 90s yes yes like how do you feel about that you know 30 years removed from the 90s well, like, all you know, this First, we didn't understand it. Yeah. We didn't understand it, Bill and I. And now, I mean, like Golden Girls. I was on Golden Girls. I played one part, one thing, Barbara Thorndike, and she was a, not a nice lady. I play a lot of parts that aren't so nice. And <laughs> it was, she was not a very nice lady, a bit anti-Semitic and so forth. And finally, B. Arthur told her to go to hell, and that was it. But... People <laughs> love that show and they love that character, mm -hmm. you know, and there again, the uh, nerds, if you will, or, mm. you know, love that character oh, because yeah. she's <clears throat> vicious, what? very nicely vicious. Yeah, I know that Danielle and Will Friedle and Ryder are doing the Pod Meets World, which is uh, their right. podcast, and they're, re they're going through episode by episode and they're having yes, you and they Bill were on that early on and like people are just loving it. I think a couple months ago, they or not a couple months, a couple of weeks ago, they posted on their Instagram that they had like 11 million downloads already. And that show's only been out for like six months, which is just crazy. So the nostalgia has just really caught fire, you know. Well, I think it's because, you know, the world is so crazy now. I mean, mm. the world is very difficult. Difficult mm. is the word. Yeah. To, to negotiate. And I think that those were simpler days. They yeah, the seem, 90s. They yeah, for sure. like simpler days to all of us. We, we, my wife and I were eating dinner. We were, you know, watching that Boy Meets World episode that I was telling you about earlier, Bonnie. And I was like, man, there's such good writing in the 90s. And there, it was just feel good. Everything felt good. Every episode, family matters, family ties, Boy Meets World, Full House. Like you named the show and when it felt you, good. When you, when you look at the news every day and they've been shooting up kids everywhere. Oh, it yeah. happens time every day. Mm. They're shooting up kids and, and people don't seem to do anything about it. And, mm. and you know, it's just extraordinary. It's extraordinary. Mm. Well, back to the 90s piece, I think a lot of it comes down to our focus has shifted off the family. Yeah. A lot of the shows that, that you were on, I mean, look at Home Improvement, Boy Meets World. Those two alone that, that we keep coming back to is very family centered, very family oriented. And it was like. Kids came home. They wanted to watch this with their families. They wanted to enjoy. And each of us saw. Like, You're I right. I, yeah. Well, first of all, the everybody's on a machine, right? The kids, when they're home, they're not playing games and doing things. They're on a machine. Yep. That's their phones. Good. That's not good. The phones. 
And there's a lot of stuff that I don't think is very healthy going on. Yeah. And I think that's probably part of it. Yes, a yearning for the family. The people, we do conventions and the people often are families that come up to us with the oh, children. Yeah. They want to talk and stuff like that. That's great. Uh, but I think you're right. I think there is a nostalgia for that because right now, and then the people are, the culture now with young people is so confusing. You know, they're, they're off doing this and that and the other thing. And they're saying, well, no, I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. They're, they're doing all these things that are very confusing. Mm. And uh, I think the families have a hard time with that. They're, there's a lot of adjustments that have to be made. One thing I do in my youth ministry is on Sunday nights, we do things called house church and they just come over to our house. They come over to whoever's house is hosting and we have a meal together at the dinner table. And it's like phones are down. We just enjoy the company with each other. And we just kind of check up on each other, say, Hey, how's, how's this going? Hey, I know you've got this event. And it comes back to, we're trying to implement some of that family tie with within our group. Cause some of those kids feel like outsiders and, and they don't always get that. Um, so when you're saying, Hey, the shift is there and, and whatnot, as we're talking, I'm like, yeah, I feel that that's what we're trying to do with our teenagers. Yeah. That's wonderful that you're doing that. Yeah. You're, you're, you're making a difference. We're trying. Yes. You're trying. So, and that's trying. very good. Well, and, right. and as a nineties kid, I'm, you know, like even now <laughs> I did a rewatch of boy meets world a couple months ago. I'm currently rewatching saved by the bell. Like I want to watch family. Ma- like I just, feel good when i watch those shows because that's what i grew up on and it just like you said bonnie earlier it was just simpler times i just yes there's no no better way to put that than there were simpler times back then simpler times or we at least we we thought it was simpler i mean i don't know i maybe we were i don't know that we i don't know that we ever thought thing i think we or we didn't overthink things back like in the 90s like we do now everything is about they didn't push all that stuff on us you know we're very overstimulated now versus then although people will remind me hey we had two world wars Mm -hmm. that was not fun two world wars Mm -hmm. we had vietnam we had a lot of bad things it was just a little bit away from us it was different different yeah this is very personal all the things that are going on yeah it's a very personal war. I mean, you really feel like in Ukraine, for instance, I feel like I'm connected to those people in some way, you know? And I never felt that. I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm there with them in a way. Yeah. I do. So um, bringing us back to some of the, the acting, um, I do have a question. My wife would kill me if I don't ask this. Um, so you had talked about Little how House on the Prairie. No, 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 no. Grey's Anatomy. Um, oh, Grey's Anatomy. So yeah. you were on an episode of Grey's Anatomy. You were Rosemary, and, and Bill was on two episodes. You were on two. Three. Okay, it, it says one on IMDb, so I'll make sure they fix that for you. No, um, I was only on one, but my husband was on oh, several. Bill was on two. Okay. Oh, okay. So um, your episode. I was looking over the hypnosis and my wife was looking over it and she's like, I know exactly who this character is. Like you're meeting her. And I was like, yes, I am. I'm having her on the podcast. I'm really excited. She said, you have to ask her what it was like to be on that versus like, cause you also have ER, you've had St. Elsewhere, um, all these, like, well, what was it? They're very different. You know, obviously St. Elsewhere oh, yeah. had a big part. It had to be my favorite. 
Uh, I worked on ER and that was fun because I worked with George Clooney and uh, the guy who is my son and that lovely actress who's done Law and Order forever. She was on it. Mm -hmm. um, the lead, Law and Order uh, Special Victims. She, yes. she was on it, the, the episode I was on. So that was fun. There were good, fun people. I didn't have that much. I only had a couple of episodes, so I didn't have that much to do. So there's really no comparison. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a well-written show, uh, different, different, but it didn't have that kind of cracky humor. Nerd. Gotcha. Nerd. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it was a little bit more serious in nature. Um, yeah. You don't yeah. always have the, the fun moments. It's a little bit it more serious. No, no. no the so, thing that, uh, yeah, St. Elsewhere had a wonderful humor. Yeah. Well, she wanted to know also what was it like having to work opposite of Patrick Dempsey for, for your scenes? Because you had McDreamy right there, as she told me to say, and then you had Miranda Bailey, the two characters right there. Um, so what was it like having to, to work opposite them? Well, I like Patrick very much. I've, I worked with him on a series where he played my son, and he was uh, an autistic uh, okay. And he was a really very, very, very good character that he played. He's a very good actor. He can do yeah. a lot of things, a lot of things. Patrick, I think, I think Patrick could do anything if he will, but I don't think he will. But I think that, you know, because you get carried away with the lifestyle and the money and everything and who wants to work hard, but he is capable of a lot. And he's yeah. a terrific guy. I loved him. I loved working with him. As I say, he played my son. And then I worked with him there when he was the doctor. Okay. I gotcha. Well, I, 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 I told her I said I would ask. So I just wanted to make sure. Because remember, happy wife's happy life, right? Gotta, yeah. gotta make her happy. So yes. now you did say Little House on the Prairie. So I do want to ask about that. What was that like? That was great. That was the one of the that was actually the first series I did in California when we came to California. And it was pure pleasure because I had Melissa was this little girl that was absolutely extraordinary. Melissa Gilbert. And I worked with Michael and I worked with um, uh, my, the Edward, Mr. Edwards, who played that, you know, they were so much fun. And we'd go out every day, and it was a lot of kids, so that the it shut down at four o'clock every day. Okay, you started out very early, and it shut down at four because there was a lot of kids. But it was that's a show that has really gotten through to a lot, particularly little girls. I think you know, yeah. little girls just adore that show, and women, uh, just like you would have a favorite that would be a little different, but. I know my boys didn't think too much of it. They just didn't get involved. They loved the British humor. They loved other things, you know? So they weren't that interested in it, but doing it for me was heaven, just heaven. I loved that's it. Awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, there's so many projects. Um, General Hospital, my grandmother was a big soap opera buff. She watched, she came home. She worked a, she worked a really hard factory job retired several years ago but she 
she uh, always recorded Days of Our Lives, The Young and the Restless, and General Hospital, and watched those every single day when she got home from work. Um, I was on an earlier soap called Love of Life. Oh. I was lead on a soap opera called Love of Life. That was what I was going to ask. You beat me to it. I was. <laughs> what was the other soap opera? You, um, I'm looking at the IMDb. Be listening uh, how, on it. I don't know how old your grandma is, but <laughs> uh, she just celebrated her 85th birthday. She may have may have been around to see Love of Life. Yeah, um, yeah, she was a big soap opera, and then my mom uh, sadly passed away a year and a half ago, and she was a big uh, Young and the Restless fan, Days of Our Lives fan, and I think maybe General Hospital as well. I'm not well, completely sure, but she uh, she was, was a... on General Hospital once or twice. I think yeah, I since since you had uh, two episodes credited. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Did, I was played a what kind was, of So, like, if I could ask, what was your favorite? I mean, you probably get asked this all the time, but what was your favorite movie to work on, and maybe your favorite TV show? Or is that too hard because there are so many? To it is from? too hard because okay. I loved working on Little House. I loved working on Home Improvement. Mm -hmm. I adored working on Saint Elsewhere. I mean, uh, I was on so many. Uh, I did a Thing that's very popular stargate i played a character in stargate that's very popular yes and i enjoyed very much working on twins because the director was really good to me and let me do a lot of stuff and uh, that's always fun if you feel like you're collaborating a little bit what's your what's your favorite kind of role to act I, i'm seeing like a lot of like doctor like roles did you enjoy doing that versus or do you like enjoy playing something else as an actress depends on the, it depends on the, the project yeah <laughs> well you said it earlier like I, great I, I played a lot of villains i played a terrible part on uh well what's the show that with mark Harmon? uh ncis oh yes yes yep. I played a very terrible part <laughs> my sister-in-law loves ncis very bad lady <laughs> Uh, that was a doctor, yeah. But I cut people up. Oh, it's terrible. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I played but some did bad you, parts. But you had some fun with it. Oh, sure. I mean, those things you, you know, you don't take too seriously. And then I did a lot of shows with, um, uh, oh, the lady, that, that wonderful lady. Oh, she's my age. Um when Angela Lansbury, she had a series mm. and I did two or three shows with her and I always played the villain. Always the villain. Bad, bad lady. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's all part of the, part of the routine. That, yeah. So, so what was acting like while trying to raise a family? Cause you've got your husband who's also well, I, in, in there. I, and, and yeah, I didn't, I, the first tip, 10 years, I didn't work. <laughs> okay. The first 10 years that I had the boys, I tried to work. I did a play, Lanford Wilson's play. I was miserable. I said, I'm not going to do that again. Not going to leave. I didn't want to leave them. Mm. I did go to Paris with Bill because uh, it was an opportunity. And I went there for four weeks. But other than that, for the first 10 years till I came out here. <laughs> then I started to work a lot. Okay. But they were, Bill was with me. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, 
my, my wife is a stay-at-home mom. And so I just, I'm always like, Hey, how does, how does this work, uh, for, for families who, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom as well. So I don't really understand the whole. So much fun. Yeah. Oh, my, I was, I was talking to her the other day. Help me, you know? I was talking to my wife the other day and she, I, she, I said, do you even want to go back to work? And she laughed and said, nope, I, uh, I, I absolutely love what I'm doing. And I'm afraid of the day that I'm going to have to go back to work solely because I'm so used to being here, loving on my kid and he's growing up. We've got a three-year-old, um, oh, little yes, redhead boy. Oh yeah. And he's into my, everything. My, and- kids, my kids, when we came out here were, you know, well into, uh, uh, third and first grade okay so they were in elementary okay and we put him in here and bill was here not working in the theater so that he could help yep so he could do a lot of things which was for him wonderful yeah so i i don't want to focus on him because we're focusing on you we are so glad that that you're here but i do have one question what is it like being married to him like in in the in the world where where you're doing acting and he's doing acting and you said he he's done a lot which which we've seen him in a lot of stuff. What is it like? Is it one of those? I am his wife or I am me? Like because my me. wife is. Well, I've always been. I guess there was a time when I felt like I was his wife, but most of the time I I've been Bonnie. Awesome. Most of the time, before and after, in the middle there for a while, I was sort of like. Yeah, I was Mrs. Daniels. I was Mike's mom. I was Bobby's mom. You know, and that's fine. I love that. Yeah. And now I'm a grandma, and that's fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, little ones are great, and I just I always ask because I'm like, but you do need to go back to work. A woman, it maybe you don't need to go back to work, but you have to have your own life identity, your own yep. interests that you pursue. I don't care whether they're paid or not paid or you are uh working at a chair i don't care what you're doing but you have to have that interest can't be just the husband no absolutely yeah that's one thing when we so we're from ohio me and micah um and so my wife is also from ohio and when we got married we were in ohio for a few years and then we're now in oklahoma so we live in oklahoma city away from all of our family. And I told Katie, my wife, I said, you need to find a group of friends. And if you want like once a month, twice a month, go, go have a girl's night. I will babysit Ollie and all the other boys. And I'll just watch all of our kids and no big deal. We'll, we'll grab pizza, but you need time for you and not to be. Definitely. Definitely. And so, so I always try, I'm always a big supporter of that one of making sure that yeah. you're not just Jordan's wife or Ollie's mom or this person's yeah, daughter-in-law yeah. or whatever. Like you're you have fine, to, it's fine, but you have to have your own thing too. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. now your wife, wife might enjoy this. I don't know. You might get a hold of it. It's, yep. it's, I think it's a good book. I do. And I think it's a good book for people to read. Um, I think there is a certain shock value that is just, good for people to know that these things happen you know yeah absolutely just to regular ordinary people you know my favorite piece while while contacting your people of of getting you on the show and and in the conversations it literally said her controversial book and i was like all right we definitely got to read all this stuff and and i started getting familiarized with with some of the uh the conversations we would have and starting to ask you about your book and whatnot 
So as we're talking about this, like, again, what was, what was the starting point? What made you say, Hey, I, I want to write this down. What, what got the wheels turning there? Well, I told you about the beginning, you know, yeah. and wanting to write about the loss of the baby and the adoption of the boys. That was very important. Then all my life, but I couldn't write about my parents because I didn't want to embarrass them. Mm-hmm. So it had to come later. And then my friends that I worked with at the Guild and I, uh, he's the one that pushed me to write it. He said, I want you to write it all, start with your father, write everything, and then you can cut it back. And it it turned out okay. I, I, my dad wrote a book a few years back and, uh, it was just based on, Hey, here's just like grab and go youth ministry ideas. Um, he was a youth pastor for a long time. And, and I asked him, you know, what started this? And that's, he was like, I just felt pushed that I needed to get this information because there's not a lot of guys who know what they're doing. So yeah. when I, I was thinking, like, was there something that just was like, hey, I'm 90 plus years old. I definitely need to start writing this. Or is it a, hey, like, I just had this thought. I should definitely pass this to my kids and, and the future generations. Or, like, that was the idea behind that question. Right, right, right. So, so it was just something you'd always been wanting to do. You just had to find the right time. Had to find the right time. And certainly the, uh, the Me Too thing with the girls. Yep me forward because I thought okay they're coming forward and they sh- everybody should know what was in the past what well, was if we past. don't know what's in the past we're doomed to repeat it right right and so that will you know and moms moms should read this well just when they have boys to educate their boys yeah you know absolutely and dads too but you know they should know what they're doing and because sometimes men don't realize what they're doing, that mm. it's how bad it is. So that it hurts you. They're teasing, they're doing something. They don't realize they're hurting you. They're making you feel less. They're making you feel bad, not good. Do you know? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I, I haven't read the book yet, obviously. Um, but, you know, you talk about um, losing a child. Um, is that, is that accurate? You, you lost a child before you adopted your boys. I what? Did you, did you lose a child before you adopted your children, your, your boys? Yes, I lost a baby. Okay. Um, you know, we haven't, you know, Jordan and I are really close friends and we, you know, we haven't really shared personal stories on our our podcast, but like Jordan has uh, a three-year-old and he and his wife had trouble trying to conceive their first child. And they're trying to have a second one. And then my wife and I are, you know, on year, I think two or three of trying. And they told us pretty much last year that we wouldn't be able to have children on our own. And um, I have an older brother who's adopted. So like, I'm very pro adoption and and it just warms my heart um, to hear that. And um, my wife always says, you know, there's plenty of children out there that need homes. And so, um, not even reading your book and hearing just a little bit about your story. It's just, it's, it's truly inspiring to hear um, that, you know, even 
somebody of your caliber of, of fame and, and fortune, obviously, you know, in the middle of the storm, you're going through all these things that people aren't seeing because they're seeing you on television and the movies and the series. And, you know, so like, and you're just another a person like everybody else going through the. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, as pastors, you know, Jordan shared that we're both pastors and leaders in churches and, you know, we have to lead our folks and, and, and put a brave face on, but we're going through some of the struggles, if not worse than, some of the people that we're shepherding and some of the people that we're ministering to. And so, you know, you, you take, uh, as you were saying earlier, kind of piercing the clouds, you're, you went through that fire of, Oh no, I, I lost a child. What do I do now? You know what? I'm going to be the blessing to these two boys and be their mother. And they're going to give me grandchildren and just continue evolving as you said earlier. And right. I'm just truly inspired. Well, I'm glad I am glad you're both very good guys. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. <laughs> we appreciate it. So, um, thank you. This this is a oh. deep podcast. Like this one's hitting me in the heart. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Bonnie. This hey, is Bonnie. Great. Bonnie, where can where can folks get your book? Uh, well, anywhere, Amazon, or actually, I have a website. Okay. And they can actually get a signed book. Send it directly to my post office, uh, my PO box. I have a P.O. box and that's, I think my website is Bonnie's Middle of the Rainbow, Bonnie's Middle of the Rainbow. And there, there's a place where you can send something, an order to my website, and then I'll sign it and send you the book. Or you can get it at a bookstore. Okay. And they'll order, they'll order for you. That's if you awesome. want to find best to come to me, but if you don't need that, then just buy the book. There's a paperback and a hard copy, copy, both. And those any bookstore, Amazon, you can get it through Amazon. Okay. Well, yeah. we just wanted to give you the opportunity to share that before we. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, um, uh, you mentioned before we start recording that you're working on a, a play. Is that right? Well, it, yeah, it's a it's an odd thing. He uh, Christopher does it on on film, but he just uses faces. In other words, it's filmed, but just it's Richard the Third, Shakespeare, and and he just does the faces. He's done before. He's got some out. Um, I don't know exactly what you call it. I know in SAG it's called a low budget, but uh, uh, I'm not sure what what you call it. And uh, Bill is in it, has a smaller part. I have this huge part. Oh, I'm working on it. <laughs> but Sharon, get that information from Sharon. Okay, I do. Yeah, because uh, Christopher would appreciate that. So I, I have to ask. Mention that, if you mention that. Okay. I have to ask too, like, you know, obviously you and Bill are in your 90s and you've just, you told us that you, you're celebrating or you celebrated 70 plus years of marriage What's uh, years ago, President Obama had uh, a lady at the White House. I don't know if you saw this video or not, but she was 106. And wow. President Obama was like, What's the secret to 106? And the lady responded, Just keep moving. And she was like That's dancing right. with dancing She's with him and Michelle. And so, I mean, what what's the secret to a long marriage? Exercise. You have to keep your body going. You only have one body, and you better yeah. keep moving and exercise. And, you know, try to eat healthily. I don't drink. I never have. I never smoked. Those mm -hmm. things, you know, a little wine is okay. But, I mean, if you're heavy drinking, it's going to kill you. And so is uh, smoking. 
Yeah. You, know, you shouldn't do those things. So, uh, secret to a long, you know, happy... Take care of your body. You only have yeah. one. So, so the take care to... of Okay. The secret to a long, happy life is, is no drinking, no smoking and exercise. Exercise. Great. I'm going to, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm on that one too. I'll, I'll definitely be on that. What okay. about, a, what about a long, happy marriage? What, what would you, for, for young married couples, um, yeah. my wife and I are coming up on seven years of marriage this year and we're um, on eight actually in May. Um, and so for, for us young married couples, what, piece of advice would you like to give that that just just to encourage young people well i think you have to keep interested in each other you can't <laughs> you know you got to keep interested yeah and, and you got to enjoy things together and you got to enjoy things apart but you have to keep uh learning you have to be curious and keep being curious and you have to keep uh communicating with each other that's very important mm. that you kind of know what you're talking about with each other you know, listen to each other and talk to each other. Have some special time. Like you have this special time for your group, your church group. You got to have some special time between the two of you, too. Yep. This mm. is your time. Absolutely. And, and always uh, never withdraw from each other. Never. If, if you feel like, you know, you forget who you are or you forget who he is or who she is. Say, hey, I'm forgetting something. I gotta, I gotta get back in touch, you know, and keep that because we've had really hard times, mm. and we've always managed to get through them. Yeah, that okay. was a that was a piece of advice my parents gave me was, you know, you guys are moving to Oklahoma. You're not gonna have family. You got to lean on each other and and really build that bond between you. So. Right. Yeah, we. Uh, I I feel like my marriage has has really grown moving out to Oklahoma. Really? Uh, because yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I come home and it's like I can't go and just talk to like my best friend. I mean, it's easy to do a phone call because of the technology, but it's like I need that personal touch. I need to set up a date night with my wife. Um, we try to. We're we're big TV people, so we'll sit down and watch a movie together. Mm -hmm. Um, we we love doing things like that. I actually <laughs> in our bedroom. Um. I, instead of having a TV on the wall, I put a big projector on. So it's like going to the movies. Um, and I was like, it makes it really nice for us that we can watch TV or whatever. And she's got the surround sound. She, she enjoys it. And I'm like, you know, any way that I can enhance the house for her, like I put up garden beds for her so she could do some gardening. Cause she's being a stay at home mom. That's, that's kind of different. Mm -hmm. um, so she's got to figure out how to entertain her and the kid. Um, while I'm not here and when I'm here I'm like I want to spend as much time or give you time to go sew or go do whatever she's interested in at the time um, and I'm like if you need to leave the house or or whatnot I want to give you that time so you have your time but I also want a little bit of us time so I'll, I'll hire a babysitter every now and then <laughs> good that's good well, Bonnie, we're uh, we're at the end of our show, but thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been a lot of fun having you on here. Uh, for the, all of you out there listening, we uh, we didn't hit all the nerdy stuff, but we had a lot of fun on this episode. So thank you for joining us, and we will catch you all here next time on Nerd Talk. <laughs>